0: Nicole saw so many different lawyers, I guess, in the divorce lawyer world. They cannot represent you if they've seen the person you're divorcing. So he's very limited on who he can talk to.
1: I had no idea that was a thing either. Which is like a really smart strategy, I guess, if you're trying to, like, like, basically she was able to block charlie from finding a good lawyer because exactly. she had seen so many lawyers in yeah. town
0: total dick move but yeah if you're trying sure. to get the most out of your divorce that's the way to go
1: mm-hmm. You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Man Staff
0: with your hosts, Jamie Zerlingo and Nina Granger. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Happy 2020. It's a new year, a new decade. So, shit's about to get real. Not really. Well, maybe. Um, My name is Jamie. I am one of your hosts. And uh, also with me is Nina Granger. It's me, again. It's you. On the podcast. This is our first episode, just the two of us, since you've officially joined on.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. It's a nice little way for me to talk about things i'm already talking about with everybody so now they can just listen to me also talk about the
0: same things (laughs) exactly nina's one of our allied recruiters um how long have you been at atlas since uh like august yes
1: since august so it's been about five months
0: all right well i'm very excited to have a co-host again it's gonna be fun i'm really excited for all the stuff we're gonna be doing this year um, Nina and I had kind of had a little meeting about what we want to do for this podcast and we want to make sure we do a different type of like content each month. So a movie, a show, a documentary, um, themes, anthology. So certain seasons of certain shows, especially if there's only a couple of seasons, um, just so we are more, I guess, well-rounded in what we reveal.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited to kind of watch some things that I don't normally watch. Like I'm not a huge documentary person. Not that I don't like them, I just don't typically go out of my way to watch them unless I hear really good things about them. Right. So that'll be a good like stretch outside of my comfort zone.
0: And I always like to, uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we can get into boxes of like I only watch this type of stuff, or I only right. watch comedies, or I only watch you know, uh, sitcoms or whatever. It's nice to step out of your comfort zone, and I feel like with this movie especially. It might be the one that we're reviewing today, might be a little bit out of some people's comfort zones.
1: It was definitely out of my comfort zone, especially when, um, you know, how Netflix does a little like two minute preview or mm-hmm. whatever. If you just like hover over the thing, it'll show you like what the movie's about. And I was kind of reluctant to watch it and anyway, even though the cast is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew that it was going to be mm-hmm. not quite, it's definitely not a feel good movie. So that's, no. I mean, that's <laughs> the best way to put it. Um, And I kind of anticipated that, so I was sort of reluctant to watch it in the first place. But the cast really did drive me to kind of pull the plug on that and sit down and watch it.
0: Same here. Um, We're talking about Marriage Story. Um, It's pretty, I would say, hyped up right now. It just got released on Netflix on December 6th, but it was also um, limitedly released in theaters as well um, back in November. I think November 6th or early november is when it was released in theaters i've heard a lot about this movie before i had seen it a lot of my friends had seen it and um i love a good drama this movie will not make you feel good at all it is not a feel-good movie it is it is very depressing but it's also very it's just real it's
1: It's very very like transparent about Mm -hmm. i mean the the main um like focus of this whole movie is about a couple that's getting divorced mm-hmm. and you find that out from the be- like the very beginning that pretty much that they're going to be getting divorced they're already separated when the movie starts so um are, are they already separated yeah
0: i think so yeah. it's it, it like starts- these
1: are like not good at the yeah. beginning or so you know like right away mm-hmm. like this is not going to be a yeah feel good movie um but it's just very like transparent and what I imagine which I've never been through a divorce but I imagine that very rarely are they smooth and like amicable and happy Mm -hmm. so um it's just a really like good depiction of like what a real divorce is probably like for a lot of people
0: especially when kids are involved Um, So this movie, like I said, it is available on Netflix for streaming, Um, was just released uh, in December, so about a month. Um, The cast is pretty outstanding. Scarlett Johansson is our lead female character, Nicole. Adam Driver, uh, if you're unfamiliar with just his name, he is in the new Star Wars series. He's been in a couple other things. Um, He plays Charlie, the um, husband. Laura Dern is uh, Nora Nicole's lawyer. I love her, and I love she her is too. amazing in this movie. She's
1: in one of my favorite shows, uh, Big Little Life. Yes, and she's I great lo- in Renata, that too. Renata, she's amazing. Yes, and she was in Star Wars, and, and I, um, she's in that the new Little Women I think that came out.
0: Yes, I want to see that so bad. I do too. I, that's great. It's she still was in also theaters. Um, we'll have to go see it. She's also in, um, of course, Jurassic Park, oh, yeah. um, and Alan Alda from Mash. Plays Bert, who is Charlie's first lawyer, Ray Leota. What is he from? I know he's from stuff.
1: Um, oh, oh, he's in a lot of stuff.
0: Um, he is from He's uh Charlie's second lawyer. Uh, he's we'll in um, Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Um, and then Julie, is it Haggerty? Is uh Sandra Nicole's mom. She's in a ton of stuff.
1: I love her. She's so sweet. She's the mom and stepbrothers. No, no. She's, she's the, the, the mom in Just, just friends. friends. Yes, wow. She is so funny in that. She's just great. Okay. She's just the. She's just hilarious.
0: She's definitely, I'd say, the the comedic relief to this movie because there's not a lot. <laughs> That's true. She's kind of a goofy character. Um, this movie was directed, written, and produced by Noah Baumbach, I think is how you pronounce his name. He um has directed the original Kicking and Screaming, not the one with Will Ferrell. Uh, he co-wrote life aquatic with steve zizou is that how you say it um with wes anderson
1: i thought that was wild
0: uh <laughs> squid and the whale which he, he was nominated for an academy award for best screenplay and he also co-wrote with wes anderson fantastic mr fox so he's got quite a repertoire under his belt of different yes. films he's done definitely more i'd say like indie films Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, And this movie has already gained a ton of like award buzz. It's been nominated for six Golden Globes, including Best Drama, like Best Picture Drama category. And as of this podcast, the Oscar nominations have not been released. I am assuming that's sometime this month. It always comes out in January, usually about mid-January. So we'll see. Personally, I think this movie definitely has a good shot at some of those bigger categories, namely actor, actress, supporting actress, screenplay. This movie is, as sad as it is, very well done. It is. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into the plot. Um, so the movie starts off with some voiceovers with Nicole and Charlie talking about what they love most about the other person. And you already know what it's going to be about, but they kind of put you up on this like very positive note in the beginning, mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe maybe things will end up okay they don't spoiler alert um they quickly fade to their meeting with like a separation mediator counselor Mm -hmm. and the voiceovers you hear are these letters that he has instructed them to read to each other to kind of kind of like ease a separation like hey things might have not worked out but you might still have some positive feelings towards this person Mm -hmm. well nicole doesn't want to read her she's embarrassed and she doesn't want to hear what Charlie has to say. So she leaves and they decide to just nix the, the counselor. You find out that the two have been married for at least eight years because they have an eight year old son, Henry. And Charlie runs a theater in New York. And Nicole used to be an actress based in LA. She was in one of those like teen comedies. She showed her breasts, you know, kind of a lowbrow movie but she moved to New York for Charlie to do theater and they've been doing shows together for years. But over time, she kind of felt like her voice and her personality was dwindled and became secondary to Charlie. He was this very like domineering, you know, big, you know, director theater guy and, you know, everything that he did came first. She really wanted to go back to California. He didn't. And, uh, you find out a little bit more about what happens to them as the movie goes on. But that's really, you really don't know why they're getting divorced at first. You kind you know, just, oh, you know, couples quarrels or, you know, not in love anymore. But you find out it's, it's way deeper than that.
1: Yeah, and it, it kind of, um, at first it does seem like somewhat amicable. Like they almost don't really want to talk about the elephant in the room, the fact that they're getting divorced and they try to make it like, kind of smooth for their child but um eventually once they get lawyers involved which they were both really like reluctant to get lawyers involved in first place but then it kind of got to that point where they wanted to proceed with their divorce and so they had to get lawyers and their lawyers essentially like pit them against each other which I imagine is what happens in a lot of divorces that they start out like you know okay we still love each other or we still like care about each other deeply but we just don't want to be together anymore but then divorce like divorce lawyers kind of try to get their clients the most out of the situation and it like creates some really like bad feelings
0: yes and we find out that nicole gets like a tv pilot in la and so she takes henry down there and that really complicates things for the divorce because charlie is amicable or not amicable adamant about staying in new york that's where his show is electra who um, nicole was the lead in and she drops out and it's going on Broadway, so while all this divorce proceedings are happening, he's also trying to run a show in New York, making things very complicated. When when Nicole meets with uh, Nora, Laura Dern, her lawyer, it immediately complicates things. She serves in the papers, and then he, Laura, or sorry, not Laura, Nora calls Charlie and is like, "You need to get a lawyer now, or you could lose custody of your child." So he first talks with this, you know, very aggressive guy named Jay Raliota um who is asking for a $25,000 retainer which this like blew my mind like it might just be like like Hollywood divorce finances but I mean, it's no secret that divorce is very expensive. Mm -hmm. That's just the retainer. That's insane.
1: I've heard that a lot of people have to take out second mortgages to pay for divorce, which is just like It's so sad. And
0: I know that, you know, it doesn't work out for everybody, but just with how expensive a divorce is, it can't hurt to try to make things work or go through counseling Mm -hmm. or whatever I'm not a marriage counselor by any means so I can't speak for everybody but geez crazy expensive
1: it also makes a lot of sense why people will stay separated for so long because they probably realize that the expenses of a divorce are like not necessarily worth it unless you are wanting to get remarried or you're wanting to or if things are just like very 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 toxic and you want to try to totally separate or like gain custody or whatever like if if things are like you know not too bad then i think a lot of people get away with just staying separated for a long time because it's yeah. just cheap
0: it's easier that way it's so much easier um i thought getting married was expensive but boy that yeah. was wrong so charlie doesn't want to go with jay he ends up um finding and i didn't know this but he has to get an la lawyer because if he gets a new york he's trying to say we're a new york family that's where we lived. But with Nicole and Henry in LA, her lawyer's trying to make it. No, they're a California family. And if he's in New York, then he would have to travel. He wouldn't get full custody or even like partial custody. So he has to get a lawyer in LA. And because Nicole saw so many different lawyers, I guess in the divorce lawyer world, they cannot represent you if they've seen the person you're divorcing. So he's very limited on who he can
1: talk to. I had no idea that was a thing either. Yeah. Which is like a really smart strategy, I guess. It if is. you're trying to like, like basically she was able to block Charlie from finding a good lawyer. Because exactly. she had seen so many lawyers in yeah. town.
0: Total dick move. But yeah, <laughs> if you're trying sure. to get the most out of your divorce, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. So he finds this guy named Bert, who is Alan Alda. Who's a very, very sympathetic, uh, very sympathetic lawyer. I guess he's been married four times, Mm -hmm. divorced three times. So sweet. Yeah, I love him. He's great. And um, is trying to come at this from a very amicable, civil way. And he's trying to get Charlie the best deal, saying, hey, Charlie, if you just make the choice to move to L.A., this is going to make things way easier for you. And it will get you the best deal. I know it's not what you want to do, but it's probably what you should do. The best interest in your child. Charlie refuses and then fires him and he gets Jay. And he gets this, like, grant for his his work in the theater, which is, I think, $450,000. So he uses some of that money to pay for Jay. And they end up going to court. They didn't want to originally go to court, but they go to court. And it gets really dirty. Uh, Nora and Jay are kind of going back and forth, making the other person look really really bad like Nicole is an alcoholic and uh, Charlie had an affair which he did he did sleep with somebody else Um, but it just makes things really really bad and Charlie or not Charlie Henry's kind of suffering in the process that's one thing I didn't really like about this film is he's he's very important to the story but he's kind of in the background of a lot of it it's mostly about the couple which I understand is you know it's marriage story not family story but um but henry is the central focus of their divorce right you know when you have kids it really complicates things you can't just split up you got to think about the child Um, but he's not really in it very much but uh they decide to meet this scene to me definitely stands out is definitely like an oscar worthy scene charlie has a little apartment in la and Nicole comes over to kind of they, you know, they want to get away from the lawyers and just kind of talk. And it starts off fine; they're laughing and, you know, just kind of bullshitting together. And it turns into this very, very heated fight, very heated argument, where it ends with uh, Charlie saying that he th- wishes constantly that Nicole was dead, and he mm-hmm. breaks down into tears. And it's it was one of those scenes that I felt like I was intruding, like it was actually yeah. happening in front of me
1: it was very emotional
0: it was it was hard to watch and then there is a scene where they have to basically have like a like a
1: counselor
0: of sorts come to their home to like a home
1: visit from child protective services kind yeah of situation
0: and so uh that was also kind of hard to watch too because as a parent i mean of a seven month old but as a parent you know Anything can make you look bad. Oh, for sure. And so Charlie is trying so hard to seem normal and like he's providing a good home for Henry, but everything's going wrong. And uh, he ends up like uh, cutting his arm and passing out from from bleeding and uh that was pretty hard to watch it was kind of funny but it was also kind of hard to watch too
1: it was I was watching this movie with my husband and he went to the bathroom like during that scene and he comes back downstairs and and you know there's like blood everywhere in in the scene and he's like oh my god did he kill her what's going on (laughs) he's like what happened but he like Charlie tries to like fake doing this thing that he like always like messes with Henry about that he like pretends like he's gonna cut his arm with a with, with this box cutter but he's got the blade retracted. And when he goes to demonstrate it to the lady, he does not have the blade yeah. retracted. And so he just like slices this huge gash in his arm and is bleeding everywhere. And he tries to play it off like nothing happened and he's fine. and But really it was like oh, yeah. it was like bad. So blood. And this like
0: counselor woman, she is so awkward the whole she time. Is. But she's just kind of like... Okay. Why the, I'm even go. if you like,
1: even if you weren't going through a divorce, like, can you imagine having somebody like just come to your house and watch everything that you're doing with your child? Like, she's watching him, she's watching Charlie, like, help Henry with his homework, and she's watching them make dinner, and she sits at dinner at the dinner table with them, and it's just so, like, alien. Like, like there's like, like you're under your a microscope. Yes, like, like there's everything this you're doing. Foreign person, you don't know anything about watching you live your life, and you're supposed to do it like it's like they're not there. Like, that is so odd. Yeah, It would make me very uncomfortable, and I'm sure that I would slip up and do something really oh, stupid.
0: Yeah. And Nicole even says, like, you know, one visit, you know, I, I would be afraid I wouldn't be seen as a good mother. Um, And I feel like a lot of us parents can feel that way sometimes. Even if we're good parents, it's not anything in that kind of situation can make you look bad. Like, any small slip up, even, you know, a stern voice with your child, things like that can be can can make you be in a bad light. So the divorce is finalized. I think after the huge fight, they're both just kind of like, well, let's calm things down and let's just make this as easy as we can. Let's not make this any harder on each other or on Henry. So the divorce is finalized um, and Nicole ends up coming out with just a little bit more time with Henry in the end. I think it, uh, Nora said 55-45 or something like that. Mm-hmm. A year goes by, She has this new boyfriend. She just got, I think, nominated for an Emmy for um, the show that she's directing. Charlie's doing great with his show in New York. And he ended up getting a, uh, what's the word? Um, A a, residency.
1: Yeah, a residency at UCLA.
0: Yep. So he's going to be in California for a year. He could spend more time with Henry. He's at Nicole's house. And he hears him reading the letter. That Nicole had originally written this part was really hard to watch too he's you know Mm -hmm. reading all these wonderful things that Nicole said about him and at the end she says you know I'll always love him and I still do and he gets a little choked up and she's kind of eavesdropping and is emotional as well it ends on Halloween and um they end up kind of having this very kind of a nice moment where he's spending the holiday with them and um she says hey why don't you take Henry home and charlie's like oh but it's your night she's like i know but why don't you take him with you and it ends up being okay and that's the ending it's uh it runs at two hours and 16 minutes it's a long movie it
1: felt like a thousand hours (laughs) i kept pausing it and being like oh my god which i i think just because it was like emotionally draining that it felt like it just went on forever which like like the ultimate buildup from all of that time of watching their relationship and like how it like was like the good times and the bad times like it helped at the very end of the movie like everything kind of came back full circle so like there was a scene at the beginning of the movie where it's Halloween and they're separated and so they have to do two Halloweens so yeah. Nicole takes Henry for the first Halloween where he goes and he wears this costume and he gets all of this candy and he's super happy and then when it is Charlie's turn to take him out he like d- Henry doesn't want to go. He's tired. He's already got all his candy. Yeah. He doesn't want to tra- like change costumes and Charlie went through all of this work to get him this like custom made costume for yeah. Halloween and like Henry doesn't want to wear it. And it's really kind of like a sad like reality of like joint parenting.
0: That, like, splitting
1: holidays, that, like, each parent really wants to be involved in that, like, holiday moment, but, like, pulling the child both ways is, like, not necessarily ideal either. Yeah. So it's nice that it comes back full circle at the end, that, like, they have a really nice, like, Halloween mm-hmm. where the time is split, but, like, everybody's, like, happy about it. Yeah. Um, and it was also nice to see, like, at the beginning of the movie that when they're at the counselor and they're like they've written their letters and you're hearing the voiceover of the letters. Um, The counselor talks about how he wanted them to do that so that they could remember like why they cared about each other and not feel like their marriage was like a waste of time and like a waste of like that relationship and to like think of it more as like it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all kind of thing. Um, And so you see that again towards the end that like even though Nicole didn't want to read her letter at the counselor that when Henry's reading it is it's kind of sweet and Charlie's like finally able to hear it and Mm -hmm. it's just and like there is a little bit of a feel-good end despite the fact that the movie was like an emotional roller coaster with mostly downs (laughs) like yeah it yeah it was pretty depressing as somebody who's never been through a divorce I I just imagine that that's what a lot of divorces are like which is really sad and also especially like I think that it's just probably gotten a lot of like really good um like critical nominations because it's probably like pretty accurate of what a celebrity divorce is like. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at somebody who is a producer and somebody who's an actress and they married each other and then they're having all of these like issues about like location and like how he cheats on her with somebody that he works with at the that they both work at yeah. with um at the production that he has on Broadway and like how those tensions like affected their marriage basically and how she Mm -hmm. felt like her voice was stolen by him yeah I imagine that's what a lot of like Hollywood divorces are like which is kind of sad
0: yeah we will talk more about what we liked and didn't like about this movie kind of just the overall theme as well I think there's a lot to talk about in a bit but first let's talk about what else we're watching All right. So we talked about this a little bit before we started. Nina, what else are you watching in the new year? Or what are you excited to watch now Uh, that we have all this
1: free time? No more holidays. So um, I talked about in the last episode that you, season two, was going to be coming out on my birthday, which was December 26th. And I had a whole bunch of plans on my birthday. Otherwise, I would have watched it all that day because I was super psyched to see it. Um, Penn Badgley, I think is how you say his name. I
0: have no idea. Um,
1: is the main character. He's from Gossip Girl, yep. which is where we saw him before. And it is a show that is kind of about this stalker man who in the, like, the the second season is a lot like the first season that it, you can tell that this guy has sort of a, um, like a, a way about going things. So he, it's like deja vu of the, of the first <laughs> season that he finds this girl that he kind of sets his eyes on and then essentially like stalks her into like loving him which is crazy but it's kind of addicting in the way that you feel that your emotions are like at this weird kind of like crossroads that you you're like excited for him because he's a very sweet guy when he's with somebody that he loves and you're very supportive of that relationship but then also like you know he's kind of stalker so that's like super creepy um So it's kind of, it kind of gives you like a bunch of different moral, moral dilemmas, like as the whole season goes about. But um, I already watched all of it. I watched it in two days. It was amazing. (laughs) It was 10 episodes. Nice. (laughs) Obsessed. Um, I also finished the first season of The Morning Show, which was coming out weekly. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll go on to talk about that in a few episodes I think it's next next episode. episode. episode? Yeah, we'll talk about that show. So y'all have some time to catch up. Mm -hmm. I binge watched the first, I think, five episodes by the time I had gotten Apple TV Plus. Oh, you was on Netflix, by the way. Yeah. The morning show is on Apple TV Plus. And when they first released it, or at least by the time that I got Apple TV Plus, there was already like five episodes out. Nice. And then it was on a weekly basis for the last five episodes. So it was like man it was like going back to watching live tv it was like torture yeah I was (laughs) just gonna ask
0: you like do you prefer shows that are weekly or like even shows that are on streaming services like Handmaid's Tale and Mm. Big Little Lies are weekly what do you like do you prefer that or do you prefer just being able to binge it's kind
1: of I feel like overall I prefer to be able to binge however i like it, it's sometimes kind of, kind of sad when you binge something, like, super quick, and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, it's yeah, over. It's over.
0: <laughs> but then you can watch it on your terms. True. Like, it's like, if I have the time to sit here and watch something from beginning to end, I'm going to do it. But and when I, you can only watch one episode at a time, it's like, oh, come on.
1: And I have to make a conscious effort to watch things that come out, like, on a weekly basis. Like, I really mm-hmm. like This Is Us, and I've been yes. watching that live, but – um it, what date does it, does it come out on thursdays tuesdays tuesdays and i and i don't i don't even pay for cable so i have to watch it like oh, on the streaming service yep. yeah like the next day so like wednesday at the earliest i'll watch it and then i have to like remind myself okay <laughs> and then a couple weeks have gone by and i've totally forgotten about it and then i'm like oh crap i gotta catch up yep so it, i feel like it, it takes a lot of like I would almost rather just be able to binge it when I have the time to binge it instead yeah. of being like, Oh no, I'm three three episodes behind and I have to catch up and find time to do that. So
0: Yeah, I think we've been spoiled with streaming services mm-hmm. and getting full seasons of shows at once because I mean back in the day and by back in the day I mean like ten years ago. Yeah, not that long ago. It was that was the norm was watching something episode by episode. I can't imagine doing that with all of my shows anymore. No. Like that's just nuts to me. And we have such busy schedules, it's like I mean, I know there's, you know, DVR and TiVo and things like that. You can record shows. But I mean, with how busy our schedules are, and frankly, for our travelers as well that have different schedules every week, it's hard to be like, oh, my show's on this day at this time. I'm going to go watch it. It's so much easier when you have the whole thing like, okay, I have an off day. I'm going to watch it or I have a couple of hours here and there. I'm going to watch a few episodes It's so much easier that way
1: it is and i think about all the shows that like in the last couple of days when we've had some time off like for christmas break like christmas break but Mm -hmm. like um christmas eve and christmas day and then my birthday um i didn't work on that day so i had quite a few days off and then it was the weekend so i got a lot of streaming in but if like say all the shows that i've been watching were live like i would not have gotten like any of that accomplished really you know nope like I spent a solid 10 hours watching you season two over the weekend and... Hey, time well spent. It was time well spent. <laughs> I was like... Well, and I actually read the book on that and we can talk about that later too. But um, Ooh, there is a book and mm. yeah. So I had I had, some, I had some thoughts.
0: Speaking of books, and I think I mentioned this, we reviewed Big Little Lies season one months ago and I want to read that book. I do too. Like I'm a big fan of anything that's written that gets turned into tv show or Same. movie so definitely i want to read that.
1: that i love making the comparison oh yeah um i'd like to read the book first and yep. then watch the show preferably doesn't always work out that way no <laughs> um i watched i read the books for you and um the first and second book after i watched the first season so um the first season was a lot like the book and then the second season was nothing like the book spoiler so. alert
0: so I um, I never watched Gossip Girl, but I read a big chunk of those books when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And so when the show came out, I think it was when I was in like eighth grade, I was so excited. But the first episode was, I'm pretty sure, the only episode that had anything to do with the books. Yeah. And then it just kind of took its own path. And I remember being so turned off by that. And I was just like, eh, whatever. So I never got around to watching oh, it. But I've it heard great. it's such a good show.
1: Though I can't believe, when you think about the... Um the reading level for those books, like that show, is promiscuous. The
0: books were promiscuous. Oh, were they? oh did yeah, you ever read them? No. <gasps> Ooh, they. Because are, I can't believe from
1: like it's like a like a middle school level. Is it right? is.
0: Yeah, I read them in I read them in middle school. Like I was sixth, yeah. seventh grade. And I mean, there is sex and drugs and like eating disorders and like all this stuff that is pretty mature for middle school girls. Just, maybe that's just how. Saying.
1: Maybe that's how this that area, like the the upper class children live. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Don't know, but I can't imagine, especially like being in Hollywood and being a child, like I'm sure you're exposed to a lot of things that you probably shouldn't be exposed to at that age. So maybe that's what it's really like. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Um as far as what I'm watching, well, I am re watching Parks and Rec right now. And I know that we did that episode, The Office versus Parks and Rec. The more I watch Parks and Rec, I, I I've always liked that show. I love it more as a show, as a whole than I do the office, but I still feel like the office is funnier. Like it's just it just makes me laugh more. But the um but Parks and Rec makes me feel good. Um, so I've been watching that middle season four. That's what I like to call like my pumping show. Like I watch when I'm <laughs> when I have to go pump. Pumping um, show. I need something or else I get bored. Um, and I'm watching a lot of Pixar with my son. We watched Toy Story one and two again. And uh, I watched Aladdin for the first time in a long time the other day.
1: Oh, which, have you seen the new Aladdin? No. Oh, it's actually. I mean, it had a lot of like negative. Critique yeah, about I, I it, heard it was I, like not very good. I really liked it. I mean, if you if you don't sit there and try to compare it the entire time to the cartoon mm-hmm. version, you of just it, can't do that, or you're no. never
0: going to be satisfied.
1: No. It, like, and I think a lot of people really had a problem with Will Smith replacing Robin Williams, which is fair. Mm-hmm. But if you just think of it as, like, a whole new separate movie, a I think A whole new it's, world, yes, if you a will. a whole new world in 2019. <laughs> um, I thought it was really good.
0: What did you think of Will Smith as the genie? I
1: really liked him. Yeah? But, like, I mean, I haven't seen the cartoon Aladdin in, like, probably 15 years. So I don't remember a whole... I mean, I, I watched, you know, when I was a kid, I probably watched it, like, a thousand times. Right. So there's a lot of it that I do remember, but I, I mean, I loved Robin Williams as, a, as the genie also, mm-hmm. but it's just a different, it's a different thing. It's a whole different cast. Like, the storyline is slightly different. Um, I don't know. It was really good. Did I you ever thought.
0: see the new Lion King? Like, the live no. action in quotations?
1: No. Um, And the Lion King is, the, the Lion King is my favorite Disney movie. So oh. I'm like, I was kind of... I don't know. I'm, I'm like a little afraid to ruin it. Yeah. You know, I know what you mean. It I haven't might seen good, it either. And I, I kind of avoided a lot of things about it. Also, I don't, I try not to pay for movies because I have them on <laughs> like streaming services. So, like, right. I, I can wait a little while to watch them. But uh-huh. um, I think once it comes out, like, on Netflix or, or well, it'll be on Disney? somewhere.
0: Yeah. Disney Plus eventually. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was, but it's not.
1: I will watch it then. But Same. for now, I'm like content with my, like, what is it, like 94? version
0: 1994 90, is it 94 we did a whole episode on this I think it's 94
1: I remember I have like very like
0: super super foggy memories of seeing that movie when I was like two. Oh,
1: that was my favorite yeah it was 94 it's a good one it was it's and a good one y'all it's one of those ones where like you know, spoiler alert, Mufasa dies. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, what? I really hope you haven't no, seen it. Don't. But that was like, I mean, I was like just so in denial about it at that time because I was like, so, I was like, no, he did not die. He's just. He's coming back? Yeah, he's like just taking sleeping. a walk. Sleeping. Like, yeah, he's just <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> and it's still something I'm like, do I want to see Mufasa die again in again? live action? Mm-hmm. Hard pass hard pass
0: um i'm just i'm really excited though for i know a lot of people aren't but i'm very excited for the mulan remake and the reason people aren't excited for it i'm pretty sure it comes out this year 2020 sometime maybe this summer um actually i'm gonna google that right now it's gonna bother me a lot of people are not excited about mulan because it doesn't have any music
1: what? It doesn't have music? No. I didn't know that. Nope. It I thought not. people were, were mad about it because of the casting, or am I thinking of The Little Mermaid? Mm, maybe
0: The Little Mermaid, but, um, uh, yeah, Mulan is, it's all Asian cast. Oh, good. Which, honestly, like, the animated version did a really good job of that, too. Like, a lot of the cast is also Asian um, descent, and, uh... The live action does that as well, but there's no music, and I'm pretty sure Mushu isn't and it isn't oh. in it either. But I That's think annoying. the live action version is supposed to be more of actual the historical story. I think it's supposed to be more of like a like huh. a, a drama adventure. Yeah, March twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Look out, y'all! Coming out. I think out it's soon. gonna be
1: badass.
0: I do too because I love the story of Mulan. She's great. And live action is going to be pretty awesome. Those effects are going to be great.
1: <laughs> uh, Jet Li is in it. Really? Yeah. Nice. That's going to be great. Nice. I bet it'll be really good. But yeah, I'm, that's kind of a bummer. Because the music in Mulan is great. It
0: is. But I think I think personally in the live action versions, it kind of pulls away a little bit. And I'm a big musical fan. I love mm-hmm. musicals. But with some of these remakes, you know, they don't have to be all the same. They can be their own thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I also
1: think it, it's kind of weird to watch, like, live people from, <laughs> like, going from a cartoon to a live action and then them doing the music. It's kind of weird. It was, it was kind of weird in, in Aladdin. Like, there's yeah. a, um, there's the scene where he's like coming to the palace as the prince, and they're seeing mm-hmm. the Prince Ali. Yeah, they're singing that, but they're doing like a whole like entrance, dance, dance and song thing, and it's just—I mean, it—it it was great. It would be very awesome to see that like on Broadway. Yeah, it was kind of weird to watch it in a movie. I don't know why.
0: I got you. I, I, I hear don't know you. Why. Um, Well, I'm really excited for all the things we're going to be reviewing, all the shows. Now that I am officially done with wedding season, I can actually watch some stuff and not be sitting at my computer. Now I'll be sitting at my TV, so I'm excited. Yeah, and that is what we are watching now. Okay, we are back to our review of Marriage Story. So I want to talk first about some of the things I really liked about this movie. The directing is really cool. I There are not a lot of movies like this anymore, but it felt very much like a play where there were a lot of scenes like monologues that just seemed possibly not, but seemed as though they were all done in one shot. It felt very real, like it was happening in real time. I love movies like that, where it feels like you're kind of just like sitting in and watching something as it happens, Um, which also can be heartbreaking, like the the big fight scene, like we talked about. Um, The flow is realistic. So um, again, it it feels like you're just kind of watching, watching a play. Laura Dern, I feel like she's, the show in every single scene awesome. that she was in. She is so great. She was such a mean lawyer. She played it so well. She's just a really good actress. Like we said, she's in um, Big Little Lies. She's great in that too. She just has a way of becoming this character that's so realistic and, and she's so ruthless in this movie. Like she doesn't care what she needs mm-hmm. to do or what she needs to say to get Nicole the win in the divorce I guess. I watched a little video like a Netflix like short I guess on YouTube before we did this podcast where um, it was a little behind the scenes on Nora's character and they say that when when Nicole first comes to her office to kind of talk to her about the divorce and possibly hiring her that Nora is almost seducing her and when you rewatch some of those scenes it's it's very apparent that that's kind of how she does what she does she I mean she takes off her shoes she gets all comfy on the couch and she's like let me tell you about myself and it's very it is very seductive how she gets with her clients but I mean she she does good work she gets people money she gets people what they want in the divorce I mean she's good at what she does but she's she's kind of a bully yeah and there's totally
1: imagine that that's what and I don't know any like famous like hollywood divorce lawyers. No. So i don't know of any of them but i imagine that's what they're like oh yeah like her office is like immaculate and everything she wears is amazing mm-hmm. and she's that just scene like where she like takes off her jacket she's wearing this like yes cute
0: little like pink dress and the court kind of like peacocking a little bit
1: yes and it's like it's it's like you know she planned that oh yeah you know like as her like sort of seductive style is mm-hmm. like it just totally like fits her character so well
0: and when she goes up to jay when because they think that they're gonna get all this money and the divorce and it's gonna be fine and then jay shows up and she's like oh no this just completely ruined everything it's like a it's like a fight or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know exactly what she says but it's something along those lines and she goes up to jay like oh hi kisses him on the cheek like how right. are you doing and, and then they you know get into the courtroom and it's like claws are out mm-hmm. she's I,
1: also like her character is one of those people that can like smile while she's telling you like basically to like f off you know oh yeah she is can be so serious but do it like in a I don't even know I don't know how to say it like she's like almost passive-aggressive but like in a like you don't you don't see it coming like a sneaky like
0: well there's that scene too where they're kind of like discussing I think it's assets or something And she's talking to Charlie like,
1: oh, I just loved
0: your play. It was my favorite thing I saw. (laughs) Like, she's just so, like, snaky and I love it. There's this scene, though, that I absolutely love when they're, like, practicing Nicole with, the like, the... Person who's going to come into her home basically, like asking her questions about her drinking habits and everything. And she kind of goes off on this like men are held to a much higher standard as dad, or men are held to a much lower standard, sorry, as fathers. Like it was only like 30 years ago that this idea of like a good father came to be. That whole speech is amazing.
1: So it's so true. It is very
0: true. Like women and mothers are held to this super high standard of like what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to look, how they're supposed Mm -hmm. to act.
1: And I was thinking about that while they had the, um, the lady at Charlie's house, like watching them, I just kept thinking like, he could probably mess up pretty good. And this woman would just be like, "Eh, it's just a dad thing. But you know, like what if a mom like cut herself on accident in front of her kid? I don't, I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like, the standards of like fathers versus mothers is just totally different. Even today. But way worse, totally like is. back in the day, which she makes oh, a really yeah. good point about that in that speech.
0: And kind of on the on the curtails of that, um what was I gonna say? I lost it. I I love seeing like like articles about like, oh, you know, dad babysitting or dad look at this dad do his daughter's hair and stuff like that. It's <laughs> like, oh come on. Like Congrats. That's not special. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love my husband so much, but there's nothing special about that at all. And if he were, I have a boy, but if we had a daughter and, you know, she had hair and he braided it, I mean, I'd just be impressed that he braided it because he doesn't know how, but I mean, I wouldn't be like, hooray, you're the best dad ever. Like, (laughs) come on. Like, so I loved that speech. And again, Jake, I love you. You're amazing. You do a great job, but I'm just saying that (laughs) that was, oh, that made me feel so good. Um, and then Laura Dern is great, but Adam and Scarlett are amazing in this as well. Mm-hmm. I personally never really cared for Scarlett Johansson. I, it's not that I didn't like her, but I was just kind of, you know, whatever with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does amazing in this, especially her monologue in the beginning when she first meets Nora and she's talking about the relationship, why it fell apart, why she feels the way she does. Felt very real again, felt like a play, like she was truly acting. And becoming this character, not just, just, oh, I'm in some movie and I'm being, you know, it felt like a more real character, more realistic. And Adam was amazing as well. And again, that fight scene that they had felt so real and very uncomfortable and devastating at the same time. Like, if I'm watching a movie and I feel uncomfortable that way, that's when I know that it's really good acting. Like, yeah. where I feel like, oh, I'm intruding. I shouldn't be here. I need to leave. As uncomfortable as it is, it was it was amazing. So I just, I think the acting top to bottom in this movie is incredible. The directing's great. Kind of like I mentioned before, like, I feel like Henry, his place in the story was a little lost. Maybe that was the point, but I felt like he could have been in it more. And I've read that it's kind of being praised for the score. I kind of felt it to be a little ill-fitting. Sometimes it felt very like, like family comedy-ish sometimes yeah do you know what I mean I thought it was a little out of place personally
1: like I watched it last week so it's been a few days but I don't really like the score didn't stand out to me at all really it just felt
0: like it the score can set the tone or it's supposed to set the tone for whatever it is you're watching and I felt like it was like, this, the times where there wasn't any music were the most effective, and the times where there were, it felt like it didn't belong. Like, it was just put there. Yeah. That's how I feel, personally. Um, what did you like about it?
1: Um, I Like I said before, which I kind of went on this little mini rant earlier, <laughs> but um, I feel like it was really, like, true. Like, it was – I don't know if he based this off of, like, a personal experience or – I, I
0: think he did from what I, what I read. I think so, too. Slightly on a I th- divorce he had.
1: I think I remember reading that, too. Um, But it just felt really real, and it felt like you were there, and you felt like you were with these people experiencing this with them, which was heartbreaking, but also, like, realistic. It was, mm. it was not, like, I think when people, when it comes to divorce, a lot of people just don't talk about it, or when they do, it's like, oh, my ex did this, my ex did this. Like, it's a very, like, m- bitter situation. But you don't mm-hmm. really get to see, like, every side of the story. You don't get to see, like, why... Like, you can kind of see in Nicole... It's Nicole, right? I don't know why that... No. I just totally blanked on it. Um, she talks a lot about later in the... She talks about it later in the movie, that she talks about how she lost her voice and that she kind of, like, got buried in Charlie's, like, career. And, like, they had talked about how they were just going to move to New York for a little bit and then move back to um, L.A. where her family lives, where her mother lives, who is, like, very close to their family. And they, like, everybody loves her a lot. So she talks about how she, like, made these sacrifices. And she went into this marriage thinking that it was just going to go a different way. And she ended up kind of getting swallowed by his dreams and, like, his success and how that kind of like broke her essentially which was really sad that like through the movie she comes to that realization and then kind of really lets it out on Charlie Mm -hmm. which I think that he didn't realize that he was doing that like I don't think he meant I don't think he meant to um but I think that that happens a lot in relationships that you're kind of going on your own path and you're you have your partner and they're there to support you but like if you're so focused on your own dreams that you might not necessarily realize that you're like squandering your partner's dreams by like dragging them along with you in a way which is sad to say and like maybe that's something that they should have discussed like prior to their marriage we don't know really anything about the relationship prior but that was kind of hard to watch that and that's something that you just don't see um the behind the scenes of divorces that like this is why this is happening this is why what I'm feeling it's A lot of time when people talk about divorce, it is like, oh, we got divorced because he cheated. Well, really, that wasn't – I mean, she was upset that he cheated, but that was, like, not the deal breaker Mm -hmm. for them. That was kind of just, like, the icing on the cake for her to, like, finally pull the plug on that relationship, you know? I think that her, like, dreams and aspirations and, like, having to bend over backwards basically to help Charlie – is really what like the underlying problem was, and the fact that he didn't even realize it was happening. Mm-hmm. So, how long have you been married, Nina? Um, I've been married for three and a half years. Okay, my husband and I have known each other for over ten years, though. So, and oh, wow. we were friends for the first half of our relationship, all through college. We were just friends. So, I think that having that like prior, that like that's something that makes our relationship really strong because it's like. No matter what, we were like friends first, and we have mm-hmm. that like base of Strong our relationship. Foundation. Right. So that, like, oh, and, and when people hang out with us, they always say, like, like you guys don't act like you're married. Like, mm-hmm. not much really changed when we got married.
0: Oh, yeah, same.
1: It was, it was kind just of just like, like oh, okay, now it's now, legal. <laughs> now it's legal. Now I have to go through the rigmarole of changing my last name. Oh, blah, blah, God. Blah.
0: that is like the worst thing in the world is having to change your yes. name. It's
1: so annoying. And it's crazy. Like when people would always, which I'm sure you probably felt the same way when everybody's like, oh, what's married life like? And I'm like, it's literally the same. It's the exact the same exact thing. Exact same. <laughs> Nothing changed. It didn't change at all. We paid a lot of money for a wedding.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> now I have many bills. Yes. Um, My husband and I will have our three year anniversary in April. Of being married. And um, obviously, we are not in this situation that is in this movie, but it really puts things into perspective. Like communication, and I know everyone says this, especially like right when you get married, you get all these different people telling you advice, like, you know, don't go to bed angry and, you know, always say, I love you and stuff like that. But like communication is going to make or break any relationship mm-hmm. a friendship, a marriage, a you know relationship with your parents with your family like you have to communicate And i feel like that was a big part of this relationship they they didn't communicate mm-hmm. they didn't express how they felt and as difficult as it is communication is so important no matter what you're feeling it's better to get it out than to leave it in and then to have resentment and they were together maybe maybe 10 years because mm-hmm henry's eight and it based on the little that we know about the beginning of their relationship they weren't together for very long before they got married and pregnant so i mean everyone's relationship is different everyone has their own ways of doing things and everyone everyone's love is different everyone loves in different ways but everyone's got to communicate and it really when you watch this movie it's so easy for any relationship to get to that point point just because there's been so much hurt and resentment just building on years and years and years that it's hard to see past that and it's hard to love someone through that or Mm -hmm. around that. So watching this, like, there were a couple times where I was like, whoa. Like, not that I was like, oh, I'm looking in a mirror. It was just like, whoa, like, this could happen to me. You know, It, it could easily happen to anybody to get to that point. It wasn't like, it was an abusive relationship or it was you know a marriage out of convenience or you know a Mm -hmm. green card marriage or whatever like these are people that genuinely loved each other and it just didn't work Mm -hmm.
1: I think that um like kind of looking back at their relationship there was a lot of like not red flags but like a lot of like little yellow flags you know thinking of like okay this could have been handled better this could have been handled better and then eventually that builds up into something big yeah and I think that like effectively communicating is half the battle and the other half is understanding how your partner communicates and yeah. like being able to react appropriately to that too because you know it seemed like there was a lot of times in the movie where she said well like I told you this I we discussed that we were going to go back to LA or we, were, we discussed this and he didn't really read that in the right way like yeah. thinking oh well yeah we kind of talked about it but and she was like dead serious so I think that yeah. there was just a, a like like a disconnect between their communication styles, which ultimately just led them to like resenting each other for those things. Mm -hmm. And truthfully,
0: some people just aren't meant to be. And it's unfortunate because sometimes kids get involved. And and she had this line that just like like hurt me as a child of divorce, where she says, I can't believe I have to know you forever. And I know she said that just from a very angry, hurt place. Maybe she didn't really mean it. And we all say things like that, like, oh, I didn't really mean that. I was just mad. But when she said that, I was just like, oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> like, It's um, true, though. Yeah, like, he, she has to know him forever. She, that man mm-hmm. is in her life forever because they share a child together. And, again, having children makes divorce so much more complicated. And, yeah, you, you have to make it work in one way or another with that person for the rest of your life, whether you're together romantically or not. But if I learned one thing from this movie, it is that – Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are amazing actors mm-hmm. and they really, really brought these characters to life and something that is so, like you said, Nina, people don't really talk about, it really brought it to the surface and it made you feel these really uncomfortable feelings that people who are going through divorce feel and it made you feel like you were feeling them and it made me really just want to like go hug my husband. Like
1: mm-hmm. let's go out on a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's go do something together.
0: Um, but I, I, as as depressing as it was i really i really liked it
1: i can see why it's nominated for a bunch of awards it actually has already won some ooh do tell um me. at the gotham awards which is like an independent filmmakers project annual awards gala it's a mouthful oh. it's a mouthful but um it won four awards so it won best feature best screenplay the audience award and then adam driver won won best actor nice which not surprising he is i was going to talk about that my favorite adam driver movie is logan lucky have you ever seen that no oh my god it's hysterical it is adam driver um and channing tatum
0: oh he was in a movie i think it's called what if with daniel radcliffe oh i haven't seen from 2013 maybe let me look that up Channing that was the Tatum first thing. No, uh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. It was the first movie I ever saw him in. And he's obviously, you know, from Star Wars. And then Scarlett Johansson, Marvel movies, rom-coms. Mm-hmm. it a lot.
1: Um, the one, Living Lucky, um, came out in 2017. I saw it in theaters. And I've seen it like a thousand times since then. I think it maybe is on, maybe on Netflix. Oh, I'll have to watch that. It's so funny. It's um, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver. And it's got Daniel Craig in it in one of my like, favorite um, characters I've ever seen him play. He is so funny, but it's a it's a heist comedy. So oh, it's about these like um, what's what's the latest? it is What if?
0: By the way, this is the movie
1: What if? I have to look Google that. That one's a
0: sweet one. That is um like a like a rom com.
1: Mm. Okay. Um, I have to look that one up. But Louie and Lucky is so funny. i can we'll watch it a thousand that times. Up. It's actually hilarious. That down. Adam Driver is amazing in that movie though he's this um bartender with with one arm and oh they go to rob um a raceway during a uh, during the charlotte motor speedway like race big race of the year nice. and so these it's like these like rednecks that plan to rob a uh, like a a race it's hysterical but you have to watch it.
0: Love it. I think it yes. will. Yes. All right. Let's get into our official review of Marriage Story, I think. Oh, I, I'm going to give this one.
1: Go. Yeah, are you yeah, You struggling yeah, over yeah, there? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I just like, I don't even know how to rate it. I have so many feelings about it. I don't know.
0: I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. I just, I really, as difficult as a, as a story as it was to absorb and to feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, after you watch it, you're you're pretty sad. It's this. This is what you might need some tissues for. And it's one that is going to make you feel something. But sure. I I loved just the directing of it, the acting. It felt, again, I've said this a million times, but it felt like a play. It felt so just just the flow was so easy. And it wasn't like a typical movie where it feels like there's a bunch of breaks. It just felt like, you know, scene and then it's happening in front of you. And then the next scene, like I said, like a play, I could I, just being a dead horse at that but
1: i imagine it was very like I, th- I imagine it was pretty low budget also like it does yeah. remind me of an indie film that it is yeah. like set in like apartments and like offices like it probably did not cost a whole lot to make yeah. this movie which is which speaks a lot for the acting
0: yeah the actors that they got to be in it too yeah. um and i think yeah, again it was released limited in in theaters but you know being a netflix movie and like netflix itself is really putting itself up there as like a like a top dog when it comes to Mm -hmm. these these nominations i will be really interested to see what all wins at the golden globes and what will be nominated at the oscars as far as netflix and other streaming services go be super interesting um but yeah 4.5 out of 5 i really liked it it's it's a hard watch it's very emotional but it's definitely worth it if you're if you're a fan of good acting and good a good story
1: yeah um i would probably rank it a four out of five and Mm -hmm. that is because and i agree with everything that you said i think that it was an excellent movie the acting was great like everything about it was great really it's just not my cup of tea not your thing no it was it was sad and i i kind of go for i I mean comedies are like my favorite rom-coms are my favorite like Things that get, like, nicely wrapped up in a bow, the happy ending are kind of my my jam. And this was not that. Which, it did have a a good ending. Like I said, it came full circle with a lot of the themes of it, which was really good. And um, it, I don't know. I also kind of went into it thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a sad movie. But then in the end, it's going to be really happy. And it was happy ish in the end but it, it was, was like, resolved it was re- it was resolved um but it wasn't like um was it like it Yay! wasn't a feel-good resolution yeah you know which is
0: life you know sometimes it's true true sometimes things just you know that's just the way life is i know you don't it really know a, how it was to say. really it, it
1: was really sad though yeah it
0: was a bummer well that is marriage story again it is available on netflix i'm really excited to see you in the next coming weeks what more nominations this movie gets. We'll definitely keep you guys updated. Uh, Next week, we're going to do a show. So um, I think we already said morning, morning show. So excited for that one. As always, you guys, let us know if you have any ideas of anything that you want us to review, anything new or anything that's been around for couple years 10 years 20 years whatever I'm always open to watching new things mm-hmm. so if it's something we haven't seen before I'm all for it but Love recommendations absolutely well guys we will see you next time and thanks for listening
1: thank you for tuning in to another episode of atlas now streaming let us know in the comments what you're watching and if we should give it a review until next time keep streaming